Kasten. Welcome to episode 11 of Damn It Vince. I am Ellis. I've got co-host, regular co-host here with me today. Joe, Hello. how are you? Oh, uh, I've had better weeks, but we won't, <laughs> we won't really get into that. It's <laughs> nobody's business but mine. <laughs> and uh, Butcher, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. It's normal, normal rubbish week. <laughs> <laughs> what a cheery start to the it's podcast. Run up to, it's, it's, run up it's, to Christmas, it's, isn't it, mate? It's just like... It's the Christmas spirit, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I know what you mean. I can only watch so many Hallmark films for I literally want to sort of insert sage and onion stuffing in myself in the vain hope that it somehow kills me. <laughs> That'd be a good way to go. That's, I I, look. If I was a serial killer, that's what I'd be called. I'd be like, uh, the stuff, no, the stuffer doesn't know. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> the Paxo murderer. Yeah. Murderer. And what would and, your uh, weapon of choice be? A hammer. What? <laughs> <laughs> What a start. We're on fire this week. I'm very, this week, guys. very, very tired. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and um, we have a, a, a friend and a first appearance on the pod here today is uh, John. I'll uh, hand over to you, introduce yourself, how you got into wrestling, etc. Hi, guys. So I've known Butcher for a very long time. Too long. Oh, yeah, too long. <laughs> Stole my joke. And, uh, well, Alice's wife, Bernie, Joe's sister. Went to high school together. Uh, comes to wrestling. I didn't have Sky for a long time, so I was watching Heat on I want to say Channel Four. Yes, it's not it was. a good show. Yep. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of Kai and Ty. Kai mm. and Ty getting murdered by Unsaken Kane. Choppy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember watching the I want to say it's Royal Rumble 2000 with Triple H, Cactus Jack, uh, Jeff Hardy uh, jumping off a balcony through the tables on the Dudley Boys. Classic. Uh, so that got me into it. Top boy. I started watching it like. Pardon me, I forgot how to speak. Started, started watching it regularly for a couple of years, and then took a break, found a Super Eyepatch Wolves YouTube video, like why professional wrestling is fascinating, which you guys have mentioned before, which is a really good half an hour breakdown of why wrestling is awesome, and then kind of started going back into it, and uh, watched the Royal Rumble on the Elvis's one night with Butcher and our friend Steve, and I've been back on it ever since. Yeah, that was the uh, Becky, Becky winning one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Becky and Seth. Yeah, remember that's good. And the point was uh, Finn versus Black match. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, great match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't, come out of, didn't come out of demon for some reason. No, <laughs> yeah, that didn't make sense. No, yeah. w- w- welcome, welcome to the pod, and hopefully you'll be on again in the future a few times, yeah. maybe even for a quiz. Maybe make sure to uh, follow us at Damn It Vince Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can email us at Damn It Vince pod at gmail.com and uh thanks for listening i think we've hit 200 listeners this week was it 200 total list you know that's 90 it's more not, than i expected it's not it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not my dad wrote a porno figures but <laughs> this isn't quite hey. as self-aggrandizing as that yeah i'm gonna yeah. start a podcast one. um <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh i'm happy with that the 10 episodes in said it's on a friday more than it really yeah so uh this week we're gonna normal week that was uh our highlights of the week so we've got four this week uh look back at the tlc2 match from wrestlemania 17 uh the classic one because we have tlc pay-per-view this weekend and we'll do our predictions for that as well let's kick off with the uh week that was then the shows i mean to be honest just before we started then i was thinking what happened on smackdown last week 
had a quick look through and I was like, not really that much. They, they kind of started Sasha and Carmella and then ended it dodgily to set up the match this weekend, which I was like, we saw the, return, event. the return of the stamp, though. No, Sasha Banks' stamp, contract signing stamp. I, I haven't watched SmackDown this week. It's just it's the only thing. I do like the stamp. Yeah. It's just, well, clearly not enough. Um, <laughs> well, they just had a match. Oh, so did they... they did the contract signing this weekend. Last, well, last weekend. They had a match for the title. Did they? I don't they had a match. For, they had a match for the title, and it ended in a, a no contest. So then the match got put on for this week. I have no idea, mate. I have no idea. Although I think, I think I, again, I'm scratching my memories. I really need to write notes when we're watching it. I think they signed the contract earlier in the night for the match later that night. So yeah, yeah. because Carmella refused to come out and she sent that guy down. He was then just thrown ah, around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, did do I, that. Was, I know it's been a long week, and like, <laughs> I'm sure that was then. Yeah, um, all feels a bit thrown together that but who else are you going to put her up against true yeah, that was about it on that we had um we could either ignore raw or go down a rabbit hole with raw this week mm. uh, the good they the fiend playing hide and seek with randy orton is better than it sounds i mean was it uh the only good bit about that was someone being put in a box and set on fire which i don't know i don't know much about the legality of that yeah, I'm, like, I'm never keen on like where we have to watch murder. Yeah, because it's like, all right, I know you, you hate each other, but I think setting fire to people is is a crime. Yeah, and then next week you'll lose to a roll up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can avoid being burnt to death. But it does open it up to what is it, the Firefly Funhouse Inferno match? Mm. Which I'm gonna guess just gonna be an Inferno match. Surely it's gotta be in the Firefly Funhouse. Possibly the only other option is that they do the Firefly Funhouse match, John Cena style, but with extra fire. Like it's the same match, but everyone's on fire. But could it could it be in the burnt down husk compound. of Wyatt's compound? Yeah, possibly. Although they and do... almost one hundred percent sure, Rambling Rabbit is going to get set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it is a distinct possibility. But other than that, Raw was mostly garbage. I think, yeah, you could not watch it and just say, Raw was mostly garbage and you wouldn't be far off being right every week at the moment, really. It's, yeah, it's very difficult to watch. I've not, hand on, hand on, uh, honesty time, I haven't had time to watch much uh, this week. I've had family stuff going on. So it's, uh, but that was the last thing I sort of watched all the I caught a bit of Dynamite this week, but I've not had a chance to watch NXT or, in, and I think that's my, my one thing that I've watched this week. Raw, I feel. Oh no! Yeah, cheated. I, f- I feel robbed, to be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you've been cheated. The only good thing I can guess it's all like the Drew McIntyre bit that they set up as well. Yeah, it, it seen it got fully panned, didn't it? Really on it's... social media and stuff this week. Put and... it down to two hours. Mm. Yeah, and you don't I mean, I, have I, to fill I so much watched time live. I mean, I, I woke up about half one and I just couldn't get back to sleep so I was like let's put Raw on then and I, I fell back asleep Describe <laughs> that on the NHS Insomniacs yeah watch um... I, like, I, I got I, I watched a bit of it I was like sure this is going to get better and I was like nope, nope it's, it it's hard work at the moment yeah I know they're dealing with limited rosters, but the fact that the Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler thing has been going on for what feels like forever, and it isn't going anywhere. It's just circling the airport over and over and over again. There's nowhere for it to go. It's enough said on Raw, really. For <laughs> <laughs> something, time, something where nothing really happened, that was quite a lot of content. I didn't watch Impact. Did anyone watch Impact? I saw the, the main bit. 
that got people talking. The only bit that anyone watches Impact for is just, <laughs> yeah. you just tape it and then buzz forward through anything that references um, AEW. And then... Any thoughts on the setup that they've done there? I'm liking it. it. Yeah, it should be a fantastic match they've set up. I didn't watch it myself. I just read the write-up. But yeah, you can't knock that match that they've set up for like a hard-to-kill pay-per-view, isn't it? It's yeah. a terrible name for a pay-per-view. Yeah, mm. January the 16th. It does yeah. sound like a Jean-Claude Van Damme straight to D film, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think were, they, were they together in Japan, New Japan? As the yeah, Bullet they Club. part of the Bullet Club, yeah. yeah. January the 16th yeah. is Saturday. So. But I don't reckon that's going to be the It's drawn eyes to impact. It's, there's a lot more people now going, well, if this is actually doing sort of cross-promotion, since we can get anything else we want, if everyone else is on board with it. Why not? Why not have other people appearing in other people's pay-per-views? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I think yeah. Impact are getting a lot more out of this deal so far. Like their ratings are way up, isn't it, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently you can stream it on Twitch, which I don't fully yeah. understand what yeah. Twitch is. I thought it was just uh, to watch people play you, YouTube. You games. can't in UK, though. That's an America-only thing. Oh, unless, okay. you have a, unless you have a VPN, of course. Right. Um, see, I, I'm learning every week. I just tape it off tell you. And uh, we're building on from that then, AEW. Uh, thoughts this week on the on the show? John, you've watched it fresh today, haven't you? Yeah, yep. Watched it. Make sure I spent time for this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying the Hangman Dark Order storyline, both on being the OE and Dynamite. <laughs> we'll come to that bit later, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my favourite. That's a good one. But um, I don't think it was a particularly bad match, like Cody versus Anarcho was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that match myself. Like, I, I enjoy watching Angelico. Yeah. yeah. It is unique, isn't it, to watch? They cool need, style, to be, yeah. need to be utilised more in the tag, mm. tag division. I mean, as singles yeah. wrestlers, they're great as well. But uh, was it them against, who was it, the week? That was just the Young some, Bucks. That was just there was some ludicrous not there. Yeah. Know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. I said it last week, and I will say it again. Tony Schiavone. Stop doing the it stick thing every week because yeah. you've yeah. you've going to become the new it's boss time. It's it just could well do cheapened <laughs> it, oh, hasn't it? And it's like it's like his heart's not even in it. It's like yeah, all right, contractually I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not making Tazzy's team look very good though. Like there's a bunch of bunch yeah. of big guys. I mean Hobbs was had to be pulled back at least. But you've got powerhouse Hobbs. Sorry, yeah. powerhouse Hobbs. Call him by his real name, Stu. Uh, you got Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage, the man whose neck is a fucking Toblerone. And yeah, they're they're both backing away from a 61-year-old man with a bat. Mm. Now, yeah. no. Yeah, Taz, I, I, I get what they're doing. But... It's building it up. Uh, you had Darby and the rappers sort of giving him a cheeky wink. And then... Yeah, Darby smiled. That was weird. Yeah, I don't like that. No. <laughs> Where do you think that's going? What What's going to happen with Darby? Sting. You get a manager oh. situation. It can't be a full-blown match, can it? Like, surely. Like, a, a wrestler who's as reckless as Darby is <laughs> going against someone who shouldn't really be wrestling. So that shit can't be the end point. All I can think is it's going to be a three-on-three tag match and Sting is going to do the minimum with yeah. Cody and Darby. But Like we said, he's got a win-loss ratio on, on the website. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see a man crippled on again. again. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon he could. He could just be like, okay, you want to mentor him in the ways of not being a loner. I guess. I don't know. It's it'd be interesting, but he needs to start doing something instead of just coming out, pointing a bat, and then disappearing again. The impact. The snow. Of it is, don't forget the snow. The snow is ace. That was the best bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said snow is the, the new pyro. 
aesthetically pleasing. They need to do something with it rather than just him keep coming out and doing that and spearing again because it sort of loses its impact a bit the more nothing really happens with Unless they're saving it up for New Year's, which is a big possibility. Yeah. I think yeah, okay. start, starting to set match. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, the show was all right this yeah. week. It's not much will last in my memory, but it was setting things up for the, the two-parter to come, which, mm. as we've said before, appreciate that. Like a bit yeah. of like it's being planned ahead of time. I, I kind of felt this week they were trying to fit too much in. It's getting and, a bit dark. And it's sort of yeah. loads of stuff out there. There was so much. It, like at one point, the caption came. There was like twenty minutes left of the show, and the caption came up saying Omega and Janela next, like Joe the Boncana. And then there's like three more segments in between. Yeah. Like, yeah, they only had like ten minutes when it came on. I was like, yeah, and like for a yeah. for a, a, a death match essentially. You want yeah, at least just, a good half an like, hour. That's twenty minutes setting up tables and shit. Yeah, just like cramming, cramming stuff in. Like, say, say that sting section, for instance. It was just a repeat of last week, essentially, wasn't it? Yeah. So the initial one. It didn't it, build it wasn't on anything. This week. No, there, there's lots of bits this week. I felt they could have cut out and like the the gold dust promo. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, Dustin Rose. <laughs> what did, he didn't say anything. Like, all he did was essentially a long version of saying, I'm fighting Evil Uno next week. They could have just put a caption up yeah. saying this match is next week. It was set up by the end of the fight last week. I, I did like the fact exactly. that, like, I will, I'm assuming he's just going to go through all of them one by one yeah. until he gets to Brody Lee. I'd have loved it if he'd done it in number order. I know, it would like counting down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't a great fan of a. Uh... Don Callis doing the commentary over the match. I'm never That's a fan of that. One film. gimmick I hate, yeah. Never a fan of that. So people on the mic during the matches. But yeah. you also had Orange Cassidy on commentary. <laughs> Holding the amazing. wires. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> very, very eloquent as always. And also the return of everyone's favourite, Geordie Trunks wearer, Pax back. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Um, it was a nice, nice little surprise, and now there's like a weird, I don't know, is it an alliance, is it not, with Archer? Uh, yeah, they hinted that there's a bit of tension there, didn't they, after? I mean, make Death Square, yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> or Death Rhombus, that sounds yeah. cooler, I'm still four sides. Hmm. <laughs> They've set up a match, haven't they, is it next week, or the week after that? You're very excited for Butcher. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, Pack and, but- and Butcher, yeah, it's my two, uh, I- I'm going to be very tall, I'm happy totally honest, I don't know who to support in that one. I want them to team up anyway, so we can have Butcher the Blade and the Bastard. Like, if there's alliteration there, you've got to take it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. But they can also call that match Pack Butcher. Which, yeah, I do like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. Obviously, my I'm all in on Butcher-based jokes. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take them all day. <laughs> that was it on that. But show it anything else to add on Dynamite for you guys? No, no, it was over them. What we'll talk about later. It was fine. Yeah. Again, uh, now you mention it, it did feel very much like they were tra- cramming a lot in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at, at the same time, at least they're trying to cram in stuff that could be relevant rather than yeah, watching and, and Christmas, Christmas stories and stories. nonsense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like it's it, compared to Raw, it's a small complaint, but yeah. It's yeah. it's a trend that There's too much content is concerning. Yeah, yeah, no, it's something to watch for. Yeah, and uh, this morning, because uh, busy week, I've only just got around to watching NXT. For me, it's probably one of the best NXTs in a while from start to finish. I don't know if you've watched it yet or seen any bits. Um, one of the matches is my match of the week, but 
carrying cross back squash match, but it made me realise how much I missed his entrance. Yeah, yeah, kick ass entrance. And there was a match that, to be honest, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just glance over this. But I ended up getting into it. Um, Rust, is it Tyler Rust? Or Tyler Rust, yeah, against Tomata Champa. It's a great match. He's um, he's good. He was in the um, first round of the Pure Title Tournament in Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. and put on a really good match with I think it was Josh Woods in the first round and yeah he's I've, I've never seen him before apparently he's been on the Indies for years but I've never seen him that's what I mean They'd, he came out of the match like an absolute star like, I just thought he was going to mm-hmm. be in there as a little jobber to uh, further the Thatcher story which they were furthering it was like Champa came out and he put the chair down with the Thatcher shirt on it it was like ready for you is, is Rust one of his yeah Pupils, yeah, he's yeah. been one of his pupils. But uh, last week, that just sat down during his match and watched it. So Champa preempted it and brought the chair, put it down for him. But right, right from the off, the commentators were putting over Russ, going, "He's a 15-year-old veteran, just like Champa is." So straight away, they were saying, "You know, he's not some new guy who's never wrestled." And then they were just like, "Obviously, Champa's wrestled at a higher level for a bit longer, but in terms of years, we've got the same experience." And there was moments when you would have thought he was about to beat Champa. Commentators did a great job putting it over. They did a great job of putting over how Thatcher's trained him to be able to isolate certain parts of Champa's game. And just said he, he came out of it looking a star, and he did. So win-win all around that for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gonzalez again, uh, did her dart throw. Another smooth, I'm all in on this dart throw move. She came out and interfered in Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, which was a decent match. I think it was if it was on Raw or something, it'd be like match of the night. But <laughs> considering the talent in NXT women's, it was it was an okay match. But yeah, uh, Rhea's just on the um, the apron, and Gonzalez just throws her up, catches her, and throws her straight into the um, the pole. Not a, like, yeah. not a small lass either, though, is she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sensing her creeping up in your um, rankings of favorite wrestlers. Gonzalez. Yeah. 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 Just over the last few weeks, definitely. Yeah. The work they've done with her this year is. Yeah. To build her into a legitimate threat is, is really good. Yeah, I've been impressed with what I've seen. She's particularly recently. Mm. Yeah, but it gave Tony the win, and then Tony Storm will probably go on and face Io Shirai, so it kind of delays that match with Io a bit. Mm. Um, maybe there'll be a final match with Rhea, but sure. But yeah, no, good show. So it's on my list of things to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Too it's, much. Uh, too much. About half of it. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Uh, the last thing on the week that was notes underrated WWE stars. Oh yeah, this was me. I put that there. So, as the, so it's been reported that the creative team at WWE were recently asked to put um, make a list of underutilized and underrated talents that they felt needed to be given more opportunity. And the list was Cesaro, Angel Garza. Chad Gable, Carmella and Peyton Royce. And I think it, it's interesting, particularly I think Cesaro and Chad Gable is if that's why, if they're like considered within the creative team to be underutilised, why have they been like so badly used for years? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping with, it, with Carmella being on that list, with a recent repackage and push, that they might be acting on it. Peyton Royce yeah. is sort of stuck now for a bit, isn't she? Because they've stuck her in a mm. tag team. Yeah. It makes no sense. When you say the WWE creative team, you mean those monkeys they've trained to fish coloured balls out of a barrel and that's how they construct storylines. I'm assuming so. Yeah. The, the reports are just, yeah, create the creative team. Yeah, enough monkeys, <laughs> enough typewriters. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've missed this. Did they take Peyton Royce out of a tag team to put her 
back in for a in a worse tag team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a, okay. yeah, you split up the iconics and then paired her with um, Lacey Evans, which makes no why? sense. I mean, I like it because they're both sort of prima donnery and stuff, but it's not going anywhere. It's just a placeholder. And why split up a good tag team to create a not very good tag team? Because they're not pushing. They've got, they've got a history of this, though, haven't they? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like Riot, Riot Squad, number one, right? Well, yeah. I think they've realised the rarer of the ways, the that, and they're trying to push that back together in a slightly organic way but it lost a lot of momentum i think that was on the uh the, the lost episode when we was talking about the Liv morgan documentary yeah. and it showed the night they got split up and they didn't know until they arrived they got told when they arrived to the room oh, you've been you've been split tonight Liv's going away they're like what <laughs> why oh just because it is a list of people who are underused i wouldn't say underrated i think probably they mean underrated by the, that team. Oh, so they don't like them, so they don't write. I understand, yeah, so they don't use a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe are going to. That's what I took from it. But... It'd be interesting. Yeah. See how they do this, what they do this weekend with Carmella. But that is it for the week that was. So, on to the highlights of the week. We'll start with you, Joe. I, I, I messaged on Thursday morning saying, I hope you're ready for this week's crying moment. And uh, here we are. It was the announcement of Cody and Brandy Rhodes' uh, baby. They're going to have a baby, which is nice because, let's face it, this, this year has been kind of shit in that respect. So the little promo package thing they did was very, very twee and very... Yeah. Um, but it, it, it brought a smile and a, and a tear to face. And um, Very different to how Moxley announced it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, randomly in the thing. Um, yeah, summed up the characters, doesn't it? That? And, yeah, you had, you had Pharaoh with his little neckerchief on. And I'm like, oh. That was the highlight of it for me. <laughs> Pharaoh's the highlight of anything. It, 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 it made me cry. It didn't make me cry as much as uh, The Mandalorian has, but... <laughs> well, I'm not up to date, don't say it. Oh, no, I'm not going to spoil it, but I genuinely had to go and walk the dog afterwards in the rain so that they couldn't see me crying. I'm assuming they're going to try and work... Well, they're trying to work it in with Taz thing stuff and... But nice things, nice people, isn't it? Well, um, I can't remember where I read it. I think it was just a tweet or something. Thought um, it mentioned that it's funny that a few weeks ago they brought up Taz's son, and Taz's son has come into the story, and now he's an, he would have known at that point. Cody would have known at that point that they were pregnant, probably because what it was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Two, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Have they done that purposely? Like, I don't know. I want to see his lad have a go. Mm. I want to see him in the ring. I want to see him throwing hooks. Yeah, if 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 he doesn't have a finisher that involves like a double underhook, I'll be very disappointed. Or a heel hook. Or maybe. he comes out dressed like a pirate with a hook for a well, hand. Yes. Yeah. Wait till Alistair Black comes over. Could have a great tag team. Someone put a thing up this week. It was like, do you remember when Alistair Black was like this? And it was his, his music intro where he'd come rise, rising out of the smoke. And I was like... Mwah. God, I missed that. Yeah. Now he just arrives by tugboat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a year. I, like earlier on today, I saw Alex McCarthy tweet something like, "Every now and again, I'm going about my day happy," <laughs> and then I remember that Goldberg beat the Fiend earlier this year, and then I get <laughs> very upset. And I was like, "This year? That yeah. was this year? Yeah, it was yeah. earlier. It was yeah, yep. Yeah. One of the last things with crowds. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I reckon that's the blame for it all. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, most of the world's problems are caused by Goldberg. <laughs> All right. You see, uh, Matt not, Riddle like doing get... his thing. Going, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Matt Riddle did like a two-minute promo thing for BT about uh, Goldberg and 
if it's got Matt Riddle in it, I'm just going to turn sure. it off anyway. Sorry, the, the man. Yeah, no. Personality was, vacuum. <laughs> it was it was quite funny. Um, no, uh, good good highlight of the week. That was a nice one. Uh, while we're on AEW, because uh, your two are from AEW as well. Uh, Butcher, same show with Dynamite. What was it that? Yeah, got um, your attention. I just I picked the twelve man tag match, and I know it's not like the best match you're ever going to watch. But what I really liked about it was how many like young stars it highlighted. And because you had in there Varsity Blondes, you had Top Flight, you had Sammy, MJF. It was just, it was a good sign of like where the company can go. Because I think Top Flight particularly, uh, they've got stars written all over them though yeah. too, I think. They're, they're going to be brilliant. As are Varsity Blondes. Griff Garrison's got a good upside, I think he's like. But yeah, I just, and there was... The other side of it as well, loads like so much storytelling in it from uh, the inner circle side, like Hager doing the F10 and um, MJF begging for the pin, and uh, something that we didn't commentary didn't really touch upon much was Guevara and MJF doing double team work together, like after they've been bickering so much and things. It's like, it, is the story going to go a different way? So originally we thought MJF would kind of pick them off one by one out of the group, but. Are they, is he just going to turn them all to his side and just boot Jericho out? It, 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 was, it was a good match from storytelling point of view, and I just like that it highlighted so many young stars when AEW get a bit of stick for just being like secondhand WWE. WWE graveyard, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, they also had uh, SCU against the Acclaimed as well. And it, yeah. this week and did Kazarian feel... got a bit upset, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah after, after it, he... Yeah, he seemed pissed off about losing to Daniels, didn't he? Um, it was quite subtle, wasn't it? But yeah, he, he stormed off, and then the commentators like he's, he's he keeps doing this, he keeps getting angry moments or something. Well, that's his. Is that not part of his BTE yeah. persona? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say you haven't seen much of that in actual matches, but it's all part of the BTE joke. Yeah. So unless they're trying to work that in as a as an angle now, mm. but I, yeah, it did it did feel this week that it was giving a lot of opportunity to to younger younger talent, which is not a yeah. bad it's not a bad thing, is it? Even, so, even like the, on the women's side, you had like Evelise and Diamante and Big Swall who haven't had much air on Dynamite as well, and yeah, it was, it was a very much as well actually. To be honest, yeah. yeah, it's very much an episode that felt like they're trying to shine some spotlight on Newer, other people. Yeah. Yeah, that have mainly been on dark. Of a week where there wasn't many standout matches. Yeah, it was a it was a nice highlight. Was it was it a six man? I thought it was like a seven man tag. No, because Wardlow had to pull out for family reasons. Uh, so okay. unfortunately, Cutler had to step out as well, which is a bit sad for him, isn't it? But yeah, so close. I've been on dynamite. So in close to and getting then. on dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> with his five, five, five match dark run or six or whatever it is now yeah. seven now is, is he seven, seven. Yeah. again I tend to skim dark because it's very long yeah <laughs> reasonable you mentioned BTE there which uh, John leads us nicely into your segment which I'm fully fully behind yeah my highlight would be the uh, Dark Order Hangman Page Pirate Day but just generally the ongoing storyline of uh, the Dark Order desperately trying to recruit Hangman and Hangman hmm. sort of being pretending he's not interested, but also kind of loving it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the smiles he does when his back's turned to them, and yeah. then he starts smiling. <laughs> well, was was it in the um join the da- when they were all drunk? Join the dark orgy, and Uno was reading it off his hand, 
And yes. I don't know whether or not he is actually corpsing or he's trying to like do a sort of stifled smile because it genuinely looks like he's dying yeah. to laugh. Yeah, but yeah. The I noticed that. Parties they have been doing for Adam Page in in PTE. Uh, this week's one was. Uh, did you see? I don't know if you saw in the yeah. crowd in Dynamite this week. In fact, people are actually wearing those little brown cowboy hats now as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> and they've still never actually asked them in to join. No. They keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite bit was when they were doing all the, the smoke effects, like the slow yeah, like, the... The shots. But then it, it like took the effects away and just showed them all in the room from like camera shot and all It's like us and your kids playing. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of Joe um, in, in the Ant Man films. Where oh, it's yeah. it's it's all zoomed in, dead dramatic, and but they'll just zoom out every now and then to show like the train going around, like yeah. if it was normal, like a toy train falling over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly. I guess what I really liked about it though is I was thinking earlier that when Dynamite started, I wasn't really interested in Hangman, and I thought the Dark Order were really lame. Like you yeah. had these like creeper guys, and it just it was a bit rubbish. And now like I genuinely care. Like, I care about both Hangman and Dark Lord. I kind of want to see them join up just for a little bit and uh, see what happens. Yeah, they've completely turned both around, haven't they? It's yeah. We've said this. Done very well. With, with When they were going to put Adam Page with Baser Company, and then they were, I don't think, like, if they'd have done that, I don't think they would have survived. He didn't have that, that level of, of, of overness that does now. And yeah, the same with the Dark Order. You had, at the start of Dynamite, you had two evil groups, didn't you? You had Brandy's. Dark Collective or something? Nightmare Collective. Nightmare, Nightmare. Collective. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you have Nightmare in it, yeah. Stick with your branding. And you had Dark Order. And I was like, you can't have two evil groups operating at the same time. It doesn't work. But when they started filling out the ranks with actual wrestlers and yeah. made them more of a, I don't want to say comedy sort of stable, because they're not. Because they're all, yeah, they're all, they can all go. In the ring. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're getting standouts of, you know, you're getting uh, John Silver as the standout. Of Dark Order now. What's helped with them is they've grounded it more in reality. It's become more like a self-help group. Where it isn't this like mysterious magical thing anymore, like of the occult. It's it, it's a load of losers who were banding together to help each other win Strengthen and numbers. have a bit of fun along the way. Yeah. And they just happen to wear ridiculous masks. I did like as well. I don't know whether this is is uh, some sort of pulling girls' pigtails and pushing them over because you like them in the in the playground sort of thing. But Anna Jay and Grayson have been doing a lot of violent sort of pushing and shoving. And then this week she took him hostage in the Mexican standoff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is there... No, there isn't. <laughs> but I was just like, I just like the fact that they, they, they put these little bits in here. I can want to have an imagine. <laughs> is that what you imagine about, is it? No, but it's... I mean... I'm not writing fan fiction or anything, but yeah, no, no, he's writing it's terrible. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's a, it's a, it's just these little little things they put in there that make it a bit more layered, shall we say? It's that's why yeah. I, I only started watching being nearly around episode sort of a hundred of it, but it's it's genuinely really fun. It's uh, I'm enjoying the being the elite championship belt tournament yeah. because I guess you have to spend a lot of time in that stadium, not yeah. doing a lot. Just sitting around waiting for things to happen. I mean, if you've ever done recordings or gigs or whatever, you know that it's half an hour on stage and five hours of sitting about waiting stuff to happen. So I guess you make up your own games, like the alligator golf. What was it this week? 
skits. Skittles, yeah, throwing against skittles, skittles against, the, against wall, the wall. Yeah, it was. It's, it's just nice dumb stuff, isn't it? Really. Okay. That's how like, Xavier Woods used to do his up, up, down, down backstage during shows, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, because you've got a lot of time to kill. So I'm part way through the Young Bucks, but right now, and apparently the Gator Golf thing they've been doing for years while waiting backstage, been oh. setting up like elaborate Gator Golf courses for <laughs> for a long time, like Impact days. Every week, I'm like, I wonder what ridiculous nonsense they're going to do this week <laughs> to try and win yeah. this belt, and the fact that John Silver seems to somehow hold it. Despite all odds. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Silver. The other bit from that is their Dark Order, Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, private party match as well. Yep. Which was genuinely pretty solid. As an opening match, it was a banger. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I thought there were some really cool bits where um, like Hangman and the Dark Order kind of really, really working well together. Nice yeah. storytelling bits happening. Uh, and you also got the Matt Hardy story with Fight Party advancing at the same time. Pretty solid match and it's fun. Good opener, yeah. That reminds me of one negative thing I thought of this week's Dynamite, though, actually. Reusing the same finish, you had MJF and Matt Hardy both steal the win in this episode. And it's like, just don't, it takes it away from it if you use it twice in one show. Yeah. But I think it's it, that's playing more into Matt Hardy's sort of egomania that yeah. he's, he's had to develop as he can't do his, his broken stuff without a whole audience. It just comes across as weird. The match is interesting because you've got a team that is a team that might be breaking up and a team that isn't a team that might be forming. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it that way, actually. One thing, before I do my highlight of the week, Vicky Guerrero trying to kick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, it, did, did we see this? Yes. Yeah, I saw it. I had tried you... to ignore it, but no. I mean, we all remember thought, the Cougar But You've done one, and then it's like, oh, I can't do these anymore. So she kept going. God bless her. She can promo, but she should never be allowed in a wrestling ring to wrestle. She did a slap. I was like, okay. You can, Slapping's yeah, fine. Did, did a slap. On, on that note, from the uh, ridiculous to the sublime, finish on uh, mine. And again, it came from NXT this week. And to be honest, possibly one of my matches of the year from NXT. It was that good. Um, yeah. Kylo, Kylo Riley versus Pete Dunne. Did you watch this, Butcher? So. Yeah, it's the only thing I have watched from NXT because I heard it was um, very good. Did you enjoy? Yeah, it was excellent. I was going to put it as the highlight myself, but I assumed someone else would put it. Um, I, mean, I mean, I started again, I was I was busy doing stuff and then I ended up just having to stop what I was doing and watching it when they basically did two minutes of submission reversals in just ridiculous <laughs> angles and positions. I was like, okay, I need to, to pay attention here. Yeah, I mean, it's a surefire combination, isn't it, really? They'd be more likely to... It'd be harder for them to do a bad match, I think, together than a good one. Well, I was worried I was worried at the start, but then I did like the start in the end, because when all the tag teams ran down, I was like, oh, we're going to have, like... Yeah, just I, I thought the match was going to get called off because there was going to be nonsense happening. Yeah, and it turned into like a, a, a big yeah. man match. Yeah. But if anything, that set up possible tag team stories down the line. But what I loved was the fact that them two were just literally staring at each other, like face-to-face. Mm. They did not take their eyes off. Yeah, well, I saw teammate. the shenanigans were going on. Yeah, yeah, and then as soon as the bell rings, they just beat the crap out of each other. But yeah, they, if you've not watched that, anyone just watch it. The, the reversals, the, the in-ring psychology is off the charts. And yeah, and I think I've heard it being talked about as NXT's match of the year. Yeah, and it's certainly up there. And um, I don't think they're just talking about TV match of the year. I think they're talking NXT over, match so, of the year. Yeah. I was trying to think, uh, one point today after I'd watched it like has done on WWE TV ever had a not brilliant match probably not 
he's got to be one of the most consistent people in the whole company. He's he's fantastic. And do it against a variety. So you've got like the match yeah. that he had with Tyler Bate when he won the NXT UK Championship. That's the first match I ever watched of him because I remember people like, you've got to watch these guys. They're like two mm. young 20-year-old lads from England. They did it with Walter when he lost it. Mm. You know, that's a completely different style of opponent. And then, yeah, no, it's a good point. Mm. This is very and, good. And hopefully down the line we'll get, I mean, I don't know, might Kyle O'Reilly actually win if they're going back to that match? I'd like to see that, yeah. It'd be interesting as well for the dynamic of Undisputed Era, I think, if O'Reilly won. Because would you start getting Cole being jealous? Yeah, I, I mm. thought, well, to be honest, I thought Dunn was going to win. So I mm. was really happily surprised when... Yeah, I was surprised to revisit it. But then they did a promo package later on. Uh, Finn Balor was addressing the fact Kyle O'Reilly had won it. And they were doing the promo for that match. And then really set, set it up. He went, this isn't Kyle mm. O'Reilly versus Finn Balor 2. This is the end. You've built my jaw. I'm going to end you. Didn't see that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was towards the end, like before the main event. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my one. <laughs> Moving on to our classic match retrospective. With TLC coming up, we thought we'd look back at a, a classic TLC match. And I think the one most people would think of first is TLC 2 from WrestleMania 17, 2001, I believe it was. Hardys versus Edge Christian and the Dudley Boys. Are we all rewatched that or is it vivid in our minds? I didn't rewatch it because I think I've, it's probably the match I've watched most of all wrestling. So I didn't feel like I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh in your mind. I mean, what, what, what got me when I watched it is I, I forgot how short it is. It's only just over 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah I was very surprised by that too. It's always a lot longer in my head. Yeah, I think cause there's so much that happens in it. Yeah. You think the runtime is going to be a lot longer? Mm. Yeah, the scores a lot in, and, and we talked before that. Obviously, we've got TLC coming up this week, and they've shoe on matches in with um, just putting it in a t- random stipulation. But like with these guys, it actually was organic because it was their own individual weapon. Yeah, that 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 came together to make this match because they'd had one at, was it SummerSlam, SummerSlam, yeah, the year before, which was good. And I mean, Matt Matt was quoted talking about this saying. Psychology-wise, TLC2 was was the best of the big gimmick matches. And they knew that because Lita, Spike, and Rhino were going to get involved, they were going to be able to make it different to the first one. It wasn't just going to be copy and paste. Yeah. And they they think they did a a good job of it. Mm. It's classic matches, isn't it? It's up there with the best tag matches ever, probably. I actually personally prefer the first TLC match, but it's it's nitpicking. (laughs) uh, They're both fantastic. And yeah, the involvement of Lita and Rhino and uh, Spike, it's, it, it's nicely done. It's not over, well, I say it's not overbearing. Rhino helps them win, doesn't he? In the end, he lifts them up the ladder. But, yeah. He does, yeah. And he pushes, um, um, did he push Matt and someone off? Um, one, and yeah. one of the Dudleys, isn't it? Bubba. I think. Bubba yeah, yeah. yeah, through the tables. But, um, Spike's, um, when he puts Christian through the table from inside mm-hmm. the ring to out with a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, and then obviously you've got the is it that one that with the famous spot in it where Jeff's dangling and the spear, it yeah. spears him into it. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot that just before that, like the way they've set it up, they've got the big ladder in the corner, but then in like the corner parallel to it, they've got three ladders in a row, and Christian and somebody is hanging off the belts and they fall off naturally. Yeah. But then Jeff tries to. It's, it was yeah. terrifying watching it, but Jeff tries to run across the three ladders. Mm-hmm. And catch hold of the belts, and that's I think why he's supposed to be hanging off it. And he slips yeah. going from the second to the third ladder. He slips, and then he he falls. 
And I was like, God, that could have yeah, been. Yeah, he has to go back up, doesn't he? Yeah. Again after it. Yeah, but he just goes up the one ladder. But yeah, that's the um, yeah the spear. I mean, I found a quote from him before he was talking about it, and there was one bit about the quote that got me. It just summed up how he's like. First of all, he was just saying it, it was cool because he saw the moment in his mind. So to bring it to life is something he's really proud of. And then, and then he said, once the breath comes back and you can feel your toes move, it's a good payoff when you can live through something like that. The man's lunatic, isn't he? <laughs> I made a few notes during it, and it just says, Jeff, dead. <laughs> it is. It's nuts. Like, the stuff that guy's put his body through over the years for people's entertainment is... It's insane, really. Yeah, well, he does a swanton off the top of a ladder, doesn't he? He does, yeah. The, that, that... Rhino and and uh, somebody else. Is Rhino it Spike, Spike, I think? Yeah. yeah. From that massive ladder that's bigger than the ladders inside the ring when, yeah. when it stood up. Yep. <laughs> it's insane, is Jeff. Yeah, he takes I... a fair bit of punishment in that match. I think him and Matt jump onto Christian at one point as well from ladders. Yeah. yeah. And Bubba power bombs him through a table. I think what one thing that's interesting watching all the like early TLC and like the ladder matches that preceded them is how much punishment Christian takes in the matches. Yeah, like he's not he's not the person you remember as doing all the big spots and things, but oh, he takes some horrendous bumps. There's, I think I think it's in that one quite early on where they're all on ladders and they all fall one by one into the ring or onto the ropes, but he goes from the middle of the ring all the way to the outside, like yep. with no one catching him or anything. He, he, t- he takes some insane bumps in those early TLC and ladder matches. Yeah, I agree. He's underappreciated. There was a mm. bump of um, when Rhino did it. I don't know who he speared. It might have been, I want to say Matt Hardy, but he speared someone through the table with like the head, like proper bangs off the back of the table. Mm. That looked like it. Uh... It's Matt Hardy who takes that bump, yeah. Is it Matt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like it's it. not a spear. It's a gore. Gore, yeah. Gore. Because he's a rhinoceros. <laughs> Apologies. Gore. I have one slight issue with the match watching it back. Now, it, you, you'll be able to answer this because you've, you've watched it or like recently or it's fresh in your mind. But if you hadn't, would you have remembered how it ended? Yeah. I mean, historically, yes. Yes. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Rhino puts either Edge or Christian on his shoulders, does he, and climbs the ladder. Christian, but yeah, yeah with Devon on the other side of the ladder doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, does I don't remember that bit. Exactly. Devon's on the other side. But what has just happened before, one of you mentioned it a moment ago, is they Rhino pushes the ladder with Matt and Bubba and they go through that stack of four tables and they're basically so focused on that spot in the replays that when it comes back, Christian's basically just pulling the titles down because he's on the shoulders of Rhino. And it was like the the kind of drama of taking the belts was overshadowed by the, the spot. spot. Right. And Devon was on the ladder and he just kind of didn't really do anything. And I was I was reading before about the match, and, and someone else had said a similar thing. But they were saying about Jeff's ladder match with Taker. Do you know on the was it Raw or SmackDown, SmackDown that kind of made him? What they were talking about the drama of the end, where you Jeff was slowly climbing the ladder, and the crowd were going wild, and the comment uh, Jr. was like, "Go on, kid, do it. You can make it. You can win the championship." And they were like that drama of the final climb, like that wasn't there in this match. It was just. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's got the belt, right. and that was it. Yeah, yeah, but like tiny said, thing, the whole tiny thing, thing is just hundred miles an hour. If they'd have slowly had him climbing the ladder, it would have seemed a bit weird. Because literally, just some drama with it. Because like I, I said, Devon yeah, was there. But everyone else, is, everyone else, everyone apart from Devon is, is out of contention at that point, aren't they? 
because um, Bubba and Matt have gone through the tables. Jeff has swantoned on to two people, I think, at this point. Um, so everyone else is sort of out of intention. Yeah. And because literally there's, what, three run-ins, they're all taken out. I've forgotten how much I love Spike Dudley. Yeah, he's um, fantastic. That, that he, um, turnbook called Bulldog is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. But I also went back and watched like Spike Dudley highlights. My God, that man took some abuse. Uh, did you, was it ECW highlights or just it was, a, it was it was everything uh, yeah. and yeah he got thrown through stuff and I think because he was so small he didn't realise how far they could throw him because he overshoots yeah. a lot of stuff yeah uh, the one that springs to my mind is um, it might not have been his debut but it was near his debut Brock doing the triple power bomb on him and it looks like Brock kills him. It's horrendous. <laughs> I, I, I'd completely forgotten about Spike Dudley as as a as a thing until yeah. I watched that match and he comes running in and I'm like, ah oh, man. He's um he's the attitude era version of Michael Stunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one takes a beating like him. Oh yeah, he was he was just the whipping boy, weren't he? But it was mm. yeah. And then I'd I, I, like I said I'd forgotten all the all the run-ins and everything. I, you just remember like the big spear off the ladder, and uh, the, the beautiful thing when like you watch that back as as someone who kind of understands the business a bit more now is seeing how well Edge protects him. Oh yes, yeah, you can see him cradling his neck as they're falling. It's like, but even so, it's still gonna sting, isn't it? It's, oh, it's still beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful moment. <laughs> well, I said of all those three, because I, I, I watched all three of them. That is is the best of those tables, ladder, and chairs matches. The, the three of them. The three. I was just going to ask you, which is your favourite of the three? So this is the one because it's it's like a greatest hits. There's not a wasted moment in there. There's no even when they're setting stuff up over here, someone else is doing something over here. Which is, I think, why, like you said, the ending bit sort of doesn't work because they're that focused on it was cool. They're not paying attention to something else that's also going. I'd say that one. It has the more iconic moments in it, and it also has all the things. It's 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 the culmination of a lot of storytelling. Because I've completely forgotten about Rhino as a wrestler as well. Because they tried to push him as a big thing for a while. Didn't they? I was I was a big Rhino fan. Yeah, I, I was well into Rhino. Glad you had an ECW just uh, closed its doors yeah, as well. Not, that's why not Spike not and Rhino had come over. Yeah, yeah. that's because that's why I think he's on commentary as well, isn't it? Yeah, Taz. Heyman. Oh, it's Heyman. It's Heyman. Point, yeah, not Taz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Taz was still actively still wrestling. I'm thinking. Yeah, it was it stole the night on a night where it often claimed as the best WrestleMania ever in oh, a lot of people's opinion. Yeah. And it had to follow Vince versus Shane McMahon in a street fight as well. So Yeah. I'm uh, I think I'm gonna start <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that for like the, the classic matches, watching the ones before and after it to see like how it fits in. Well, the, apparently the crowd were mental during the McMahon's match, so yeah, it was like but... to keep to keep that momentum going is is hard in the in the. Is it the one room. where Linda McMahon is paralysed and she stands yeah. up at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh the one. God. Yeah, right. And then evil and... Vince with a goatee appears, and he's like, "I am your brother." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a non- There's something for everyone on that, on that yeah. pay per view. I mean, I mean, yeah, the best thing for me on that pay per view is right to censor. <laughs> Man, yes, a good father. Yeah, is it right to censor versus um, the acolytes and Taz? Someone, I think, yeah, it's Taz, isn't it? Taz, yeah. I think it's Taz. Yeah, it's just from top to the bottom a great WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, it's probably one of the first ones I remember. I think it was. Mm. Probably was it might be the first time. one I watched, like, full length, I think. Yeah, that was good. Before we move on to the TLC predictions, then, uh, 
I won't go into a full deep dive like I did on the Hell in a Cell because we've covered kind of theme pay-per-views before, but a uh, question for you here then. Question. 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 What kind of bear is best? Grizzly. <laughs> oh. Well, after this weekend with the pay-per-view, how many TLC matches have there been in WWE history? Oh. First one was SummerSlam 2000. So in the last 20 years, how many has it been? Um, There's been a couple with like different names, but it is a TLC match. I'm going to go 19. A few? Mm. No, I'm going to go like 50. 50. John? Uh, I'll say 20, 25. That's my original guess. 28. And I changed my 28, damn it. 26 as of today, but after this weekend, it'll be 28. Two two of them like they included like the NXT EO, EO and Candice LeRae, which was a tables, ladders and scares match, I think, but it was a TLC That's match. That's just a clever and, one. And one, I can't remember who it was against, Hornswoggle in a Wii, in a Wii LC match or something. I nearly suggested this is the match we should watch. Have you ever watched it? No, I saw it on the list. I was like, what fantastic. is Fantastic. It's fantastic match. Honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. This is a genuinely good wrestling match. It's El, it Tori- El Torito and um, Hornswoggle. The amount of love Hornswoggle's getting on this podcast recently is, is genuinely heartwarming. Honest to God, that if you've never watched it, go and watch it. I've never Extreme even heard Rules, of it. Like, I think it's Extreme Rules 2014, maybe. It's a fan- honestly incredibly enjoyable wrestling match. and Because you'd had a story building up to it. It was like, do you know El Torito? No. He's a really talented wrestler. Like You've never seen anyone bounce around on the ropes like him. With the, um, oh, what the hell did they call himself? Primo and Epico, but they went for a different name for a while. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was now. Oh, Los Matadores. And they'd been having a rival with 3MB. And 3MB recruited Hornswoggle for a while whilst Heath was injured, I think it was. And he was basically just dressing up as Heath Slater. <laughs> apparently, I remember, I can't remember what it was on. The first time he came with them, came out with them, they hadn't prepared an outfit for him. So he just had Heath's trousers on rolled up. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, this, this rivalry like just builds and builds for weeks between El Torito and uh, Hornswoggle. And it, it's it, it's absurd. It's It's all sorts of ridiculous. But it's so enjoyable that like, the, the payoff of this match, and it's not just all comedy either. Like it's a proper TLC match, but with small ladders and small tables and things. It's called WLC, isn't it? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is what are they? What are they reaching for? Uh, I can't <laughs> Surely there's something they've got to grab down. I'm assuming there was no belts involved. I can't recall what they actually reach for. <laughs> nope, it's not coming to me. But it's fantastic. Go watch it. it. It's brilliant. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah, After this weekend, 28. So 26 as of now. I was surprised, like Joe, though, at the the lower. How many of them have been on TLC pay-per-view? 15. Mm. Because they didn't start straight away, did they? That that was why I went for quite a low number. Because I thought the TLC pay-per-views didn't start straight away. No, they did those first couple of... 2009, mm. TLC. According to the uh, the Wikipedia article for WLC, not only was, was it Hornswoggle, the timekeeper, referee, announcer, 
were all small versions, small people versions of the thingies. And it was a, you had to put someone through a table to win. It was a sort of, not a... Yes, yeah, you did. Not above, yeah. not above the ring, grab a bell. It was the first person to be put through a table, be actually put through rather than fall through or whatever. Yeah. Okay, nice, nice twist. I'm going to go there. and watch that now because it sounds like a hoot. Yeah. Honestly, right. <laughs> it's genuinely enjoyable. Yeah. I think, um... I think I have to watch it just to like check you're not lying to me. <laughs> it does seem like a fever dream sort of thing. Thought, no, Hornswoggle. Yeah, there was <laughs> an element to it that you're going into it expecting it just to be like a five minute comedy shit show. And then they but they actually went out and tried to put on a genuinely good match. I'll tell you where it was. I was listening to about it recently. It was on the New Day podcast. They had Swoggle on and he was saying before they went out that he'd always been a bit like It'd always been a joke in the company, I don't know, like with the leprechaun stuff and the like uh, the secret GM stuff. And uh, he just wanted to go out. And I think he was close to his contract running out. And he wanted to go out and prove that he actually was really fecking good at wrestling. And he had a chance to because he was with El Torito, who was extremely talented as well. Check it out for sure. Yeah, that's my Yeah, 15 of the 28 matches have been at the pay per view. And to be honest, I was trying to think of what are my kind of favourite ones other than what we've talked about, and I don't think I'd really put any of them that were at the pay-per-view. I can't bring any to mind. Was there not, than... like, I, I remember, like, the Hardys and Dudleys and Edge Wishing having tables, ladders and chairs matches fairly constantly. Maybe they had not, a few. Maybe not all three of them, but against each other. Oh, for sure. I mean, the Royal Rumble 2000 I was talking about had my, my love for the Hardy Boys comes from Jeff and Jeff jumping off a balcony. Yeah. Like a... Well, that was kind of the start of it all because then yeah. at the WrestleMania after that, I think they had a triple threat that was just a ladder match, didn't they? Yeah, because it gradually um, yeah. built up yeah. week on week, wasn't it? The Dudleys yeah, had their tables, the Hardys had ladders, and Edge and Christian yeah, pulled think, a short straw and got... Yeah, I think a few couple of pay-per-views before Royal Rumble, I think Edge and Christian and the Hardys had had a ladder match which was kind of the first one of the series. And then, yeah, that built to WrestleMania, which was the, the triple threat ladder match. And these were all as well. They were first times as well. Like the Edge and Christian Hardy boys ladder match was the first ever tag team ladder match in WWF. Then the next one was obviously the first ever triple threat ladder tag team match. So they just did a whole series. This, this rivalry that lasted God knows how long, at least two or three years, I think, was just a series of first times. Great. <laughs> struggle to beat him. The truth is the truth. <laughs> the truth is the truth. And the, the only one for me that, well, apart from Charlotte kicking the shit out of Carrie, Kyrie Zane last year at TLC, <laughs> the, you remember that? And Becky, like, put her under the ring because <laughs> she was oh, yeah. concussed. Apart from that, the only ones that really stand out in my head is uh, Edge and John Cena had one at Unforgiven mm. 2006. And that's. That's a fantastic, fantastic one. And uh, they've just, I think they've just done a documentary about the rivalry because they're quite a big rivalry. Um, and that was like one of the climaxes of it. But Cena's dad was there and they'd, <laughs> they'd done a, they did a whole thing in the in the documentary about Cena's dad being like an absolute nutter because they did a promo at his house. So Edge and Lita like drove to his house to like ransack it basically on Raw while Cena's watching. And he was just going mental on the screen. Like he was doing all the like comedy bits in the segment but they're like we don't want you to do that and then they left and Vince was like what's this shit how are we gonna put this out on air but Cena's dad was there at the match and the ending of it Cena AA's edge off the top of the ladder through tables and Cena's dad's like he was sat there thinking he's just killed a man (laughs) and he said he's never obviously he's cheering on Cena but when he saw Edge move he was like thank god 
<laughs> it just just sums up how crazy that match is. But again, Edge is in there, one of the founding founding fathers of that match. Yeah, because so. didn't he have one with Jeff as well at some point? I think a, a singles one. Oh, was uh, that just a ladder match? John Cena. No, no, sorry, Edge, Edge and Jeff. I think it might have just been a ladder match. I think, I think he had a few. He had. I'm not sure about Jeff. He had three in a row. He had one against Ric Flair on a Raw, the Cena one, and he beat the Undertaker as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the one with Jeff was just a ladder match, I think, yeah. I'm thinking of. CM Punk had one with Jeff, but I don't really remember that one. So that was my hiatus. Mm. I remember yeah. the more the cage match, yeah. But... Moving on to the actual pay-per-view this week, so our predictions for it. So we will pull up the card, do our predictions for it. We'll kick off with, there's only uh, six matches on the card at the moment. The Women's Tag Team Championship match, which we don't actually know the participants of now Nia Jats and Shayna Baszler as champions versus Oscar and TBD as Lana is kayfabe injured Kyrie saying no oh, <laughs> don't get my hope <laughs> I mean I would want that and also I don't want Nia anywhere near Kyrie saying ever again yeah, but she's got like pirate vengeance on her side there's a pirate I don't mind um <laughs> no it's not Joe, gonna happen. Who's, who are you going for Joe in this <sighs> I want Oscar and TBD um <laughs> Just because love TBD, <laughs> they get a better. What if TBD they? is Lana? Do you still? Do I one? don't think it's. Not, I don't. I think Lana's going to come out and assist mm. and take it off them, and then they're going to be like, yeah. I just. I don't see the Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler going anywhere. They seem to have shit the bed slightly with them. In fact, they've not made them do anything, and they've made them lose to surprise roll ups. You're trying to make Shayna Baszler a beast, and having her lose to roll up. It deflates the entire thing. Butcher, have you got Butcher? Um, I think TBD is Charlotte. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm going to put Oscar and Charlotte down to lose. And Lana is going to get involved and fuck up somehow and make them lose. For all the fantasy booking points here. Mm. <laughs> I need to claw some points, but I've got to throw as much shit out there as I can and hope that some of it yeah, sticks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the splagger <laughs> effect on this last pay per view of the year. Like, there's going to be so much. Yeah. I mean, fucking Awesome Kong's going to come back during the match. <laughs> and Hornswoggle <laughs> comes in from the ceiling like Sting. Yeah. 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 John, who have you got? I'm going to say Asuka, because she's the best, basically. And I really don't want... I have a suspicion Nia Jackson Jane might win, but I don't want to. So I'm going with my heart. I'm just saying Asuka. And oh, don't, don't never listen to your heart. I mean, just, never listen to it will be Darby you. for you. It's true, it did. Than Darby Allen, and I'm I'm gonna go against you all. I'm gonna go Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Don't want him to well, win, that's, but that's what I think. I, I, I'm with you on that one. You just play the odds there, right? I just I, I hate like when people have two belts. Yeah, I don't get why Oscar is involved in the tag team. No, division. no, because just, they haven't got anyone else. But they have. That's the annoying thing. The, like it's ridiculous. They, if they had built people up properly to make them credible threats, rather than just going. Whack Oscar in again. Yeah, the women's tag division at the end of the day is a mess, isn't it? It's yes. You just go from one tag team that becomes champion, and then they start to become dysfunctional whilst champion, lose it, break up, and another team comes together, rinse repeat, who win win the title, get dysfunctional, lose it, and you've just got a constant cycle of tag teams being split up. I can't think of one that has been like the Iconics were together for a long time, but other than that, has there been any team? I suppose there's Bailey and Sasha Banks as well, but 
not it mostly it's been just tag teams that have just been thrown together and then split up after one title reign it's it, yeah, true. Good there's no that's why I'm there's not been no consistency in the division whatsoever since its inception oscar and tbd win and it splits Nijax, Mina Baszler up, Shayna Baszler and go off and actually flourish, as opposed to stagnating in the tag team pond. I just, I, 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 Shane is great, but I just don't see her doing well on the main roster at all. She's be... not the sort of person Vince is going to get behind, let's be honest. But it can't be worse than this. Becky wanted her to win at WrestleMania. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, she said Shayna should take it off me. And she didn't know she was pregnant at the time. She found out, like, like I think a couple of days later after that match, but yeah. What's the chances it could be Ronda Rousey? She's training again, is she? Oh, no. I want I to say. What, the, the, the reason I found out Becky had had the kid was because I saw on Twitter someone say on the same day as Becky announced she's having a child, Ronda's been seen... Training, <laughs> training again for wrestling. Could be. It's it, it's gonna because oh, that'd be, be interesting, a... wouldn't it? Shayna and Ronda sort yeah, of dynamic. That would be yeah. But uh, the, the reason I went with Charlotte was because didn't she get injured by Naya? I mean, yes. Or am I remembering that wrongly? That's a very well, big list. <laughs> that's it's not a far off punt, is it? If you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> not injured, that's the first step. Just taking a swing the, in the first step there, on but... your flow chart, is it, Nia Jack? Yeah, no, I, I do think it. I do think it was, and then she kind of just decided to take a break. But she again, mm. she seems to be working. Or judging by Twitter, not that she's not worked out, but she seems she's in really good shape. There was a picture yeah. of her recently, and I was like, okay. Just thinking though, when you said Ronda. Becky really needs to put a tweet out somewhere about she even, she's even beat Ronda to having a child first. I know, because isn't that why Ronda decided <laughs> yeah. to start here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Be- you don't know Becky's what's happened t- with that. True, there could true. be personal issues. That might be just in bad taste. That's not, let's not beat those people. <laughs> Held the title for a year and had a child. Yeah. Moving on I'm, from I'm that going to guess TBD is going to be a surprise or a disappointment. Yeah. Both. Yeah. No, a surprising well. disappointment. There's a real strong part of me that thinks it's just going to be Lana. Yeah, yeah. In a new hat. Yeah. She's like dyed it. the tips of her hair. I like oh. She's going by Wana. Rana now. Yeah. <laughs> The second match, which I'm imagining is going to happen, is the Raw <laughs> Tag Team Championship between the New Day and the Hurt Business. So surely the New Day are going to win, and then the Hurt Business say, "Yeah, cowards, fight us again." And then they and then go, they "Okay, yeah." Because it's is that your official fancy booking? Guess? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to throw that one out, and I then mean, they have a I match, mean, and I... then the Hurt Business beat them, and they're like, "Hi, you're rubbish." Yeah, because. That's the only logical thing that's going to happen. Are you with me, Joe? Are you going with the I same can, outcome? I can 90% see it happening. Like, if I could throw money at it, I would be. Because it's, it's, it seems to be their um, their gimmick is that, no, you've lost, I'll fight you again. Well, someone else will fight you again, and they'll win. It's like, yeah, well, so you're if going you just run a marathon, the and second. then you run another marathon, it, <laughs> it's so stupid. I hate it. No, I can see the Hurt Business winning it. They need to sort of legitimise them as credible threats. And as much as I don't really care for it as a, as a stable, I think they'd be good. a good Healy tag team champions. The New Day have had it, what, 12, 13, 15 times? <laughs> I think they're approaching 50. Yes, I think <laughs> Infinity Times belt champions. Yeah. They'll just take it back off again at some point but it would just be of all the belts that are going to change hands that to, that night that's the one that i can see changing the most yeah i'm going hurt business are we all, all hurt business then yeah i yeah. think clean is a whistle though i don't think there's any shenanigans oh i don't I think, know the hurt I actually i'm gonna go with match of the night for this one this is a, i think it's gonna quietly be a great match 
Well, which two is, is it? Shelton and Cedric, because that's a yeah. thing. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I think he's. Um... Yeah, yeah, that could be amazing. Then. I think he's champion in this unlikely. United States. Yeah, United yeah, States. Yeah, they'll, put, they'll put double belts. On that's a point. Actually, neither of the secondary belts are on the card, are they? No. I, I see, are you? It's, it's a surprisingly, surprisingly uh, short card. Mm. Unless there's more it's to be added been tonight. A, been a, they, might, they might put some on. Smackdown tonight. Might get, I, see, I see that might get added tonight on Smackdown. It's a possibility. That is true, yeah. Yeah, Sammy. Sammy did more wonderful, cheap, cheap ass winning count outs, <laughs> running under the ring and then jumping in. If in, in importing wasn't so expensive, I'd have had one of them t shirts. Oh, I'm still tempted. Third match on the card. Uh, we mentioned before the Firefly Funhouse Inferno match between The Fiend and Randy Orton. So I think there's fantasy booking points galore here, surely. For Popel Butcher, you're throwing them all out here tonight. What, what are you going for? Is mine. Alexa is going to get badly burned. Really? Or badly burned in kayfabe. And that's going to distract Bray enough that Randy gets the win. I'm going to go with Randy for the win just because I feel like none of you are going to go for that and I need to pick up some points that the rest of you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about what you think will happen. It's about winning a league where there is no prize. (laughs) I'm very competitive. No, but I do think that's going to be an element to it, whether it leads to the Randy win or not. I don't know, but I think Alexa could possibly end up in the fire somehow and the Fiend shows his weakness sort of thing. Or, and no, no, I was going to say, is it does Randy go to a raid and that's how Fiend wins? And But he's the face in it, isn't he really? The um, Fiend, so. Yeah. I mean, Alexa's going to play a part yeah. uh, based on the, is it me controlling him or controlling me? I'm going to mm. go with the Fiend as the winner due to an Alexa assist. She either distracts Randy. I don't think by being on fire, because I don't you think... You don't want to see... I don't think they've got the budget. Fire. I mean, I want to see a person on fire in a safe manner, but I don't think they have the skills to do it without making it look silly. If anyone can do it, it's Alexa, right? <laughs> no, I'm not doubting her. I'm doubting the special effects department. Okay. You're talking about a company that had someone lose their eye this year. They can do anything. <sighs> Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was this. It was about four Street months moves. ago, something like that. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was last week. Last week. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, he's been a long year. Oh, John, what have you got for this one, and and how? Oh, I'm not sure. Do we know is this a particularly do we know it's a cinematic match or we don't know anything. No, no, we know no. it's how, how do you win an inferno match? Is it just a I, normal match? It's pin? just normal match with fire around the ring. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just standard. <laughs> Throw some fire around. And with extra fire. Um yeah, I think the theme's gonna win it. He's this is home turf in it. So yeah, play with an electro assist as Joe said. Yeah. I am. I am going to go. Fiend winning. They're going to be. It's going to be a match in the funhouse. I think it is going to be cinematic. Alexa is going to get involved. Um, I, I hope we see like John Cena just sat in a cage somewhere um, <laughs> in the background. Um, but I think throwing it out here that somehow when they're in the fire fire funhouse, that they end up in the Wyatt compound and the fiend or Alexa burns it down with Randy in it. That's some storytelling. That that would be interesting, yeah. I like yeah. that one. And there's no actual pin. It, it ends with Randy being burnt alive in the... Uh, that. Cause they've, they've put a lot of attention on 
Randy and doing that. that. Burning, yeah, would yeah. be turnabouts fair play. He's set plenty of people on fire in his time, hasn't he? So at least one this week. Mm. <laughs> if that happens, will Randy just come out like next week? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they'll it, yeah they'll they'll say that uh, I don't know what like in the money in the bank when you're throwing off a roof and there's a roof beneath. Oh yeah, or oh, the swamp match where they drowned him and then the next week yeah. he was fine. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll turn out he was in the fireproof room in the in the compound. Oh, and Randy he, Orton's yeah. skin is made of asbestos. He res- wrestled in an invisible fireproof suit. <laughs> I yeah, believe um, it. Lots of points available there for that one. It'll be interesting though. Um, if they do do it cinematically, fear. I think if Bray's got creative control, it, it could be good. Am I right in thinking Bray's first match on the roster was an Inferno match, wasn't it? Against Kane. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Inferno <laughs> matches tend to be because you can't really use the ropes and stuff. No. Mm. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why I think it'll be cinematic. I'm, I'm, it's... it's it's wire. It's been building to. They've done. They've done a lot more sort of promo shots than they have actual sort of wrestling matches with it. I see no reason why they wouldn't do it as a cinema. Mm. And if anyone's yeah. going to do it, why it's going to do it? Well, I'm not yeah. against the Boneyard match, which was fine. I like the Boneyard it's match. It's fine. Yeah. It's good. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's a good send off. But again, everyone has forgotten the frigging Viking Raiders Street Profits fight the ninjas in a bin match. Did you not like that one? No. I mention it at least once a week because it's still in my brain and we went from like two really good cinematic matches and then Vince went, oh, they're great. I'll do one. And it was like, yeah. Uh, whilst <laughs> they've just briefly been mentioned, you're not know, really doing my train at the moment, flipping Eric chasing the 24-7 title. It's, like, it's... if there's one one person, like, just let him have some time off. Like, <laughs> whilst his tag part is injured, don't have him chasing around. He's meant to be an absolute badass. What pisses me off more is Drew Gulak. He's gone from having well, yeah. technical masterclasses with Daniel Bryan to getting rolled up on a field somewhere. So, yeah, he's one of game. Get, get, he made a mistake resigning when his contract ran out, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he could, he could be in Ring of Honor now. Imagine the matches in the pure title tournament with Gulak. Perfect for it. Match number four, SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha champion versus Carmella. John, who have you got for this? I think it's got to be Sasha, surely. Is Carmella up to being champion? I don't think he's really ready for it. Well, I know she's been before, but I just can't see it, I guess. That makes sense. Like, I, just, yeah. I just can't no. picture she's her. Only, she's only champion. been back two bloody weeks. She's been doing a bondage bondage sessions for a year by the looks of it, the way she dresses. Uh, yeah. Kari is a... Very happy man at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Surely is, yeah. You got you nodding there, Butcher, you agree? Uh, yeah, my notes, like all the other matches I've got notes on, this one just says Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no thoughts on it other than Sasha wins. Yeah, I can't even see it being that good a match, to be honest. My only doubt is... Vince. With, well, <laughs> because of Vince, that we're so fresh into Carmella's repackage and fresh push... And we know we know he likes her because he's put the title on her in the past for quite a while, wasn't it? I think, it if I remember a long rightly, time, yeah. Long time. No, he's always given her a lot. Speak Charlotte for it as well. Yeah, that maybe he might, he might have her win because her losing now pretty much kills the push, surely. Unless it ends in a no contest. Maybe that's where Charlotte turns up. I, I'm definitely feeling Charlotte turning up at this pay per view. If you've not noticed, I'm going to yeah. say you, you keep throwing it into every. She's going to come out and spare Roman Reigns <laughs> later on. <laughs> she, could she comes be, out in uh, every match. That's the thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, she is, it's, it's, the it's well fan. known that Kevin Owens and Charlotte have an excellent on-screen relationship. <laughs> Where are you going for, Joe? Um, Sasha Banks, they need to legitimise her. Like, not legitimise, but you know what I mean? She's, held it, she's held it for yeah. a, win. a month and a half now. Like that. They need to keep it Which on is a- about a month and 30 days longer than she normally holds <laughs> yes. it. This uh, is her first pay-per-view defence as well. She's never defended on pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, um, really? they, need to, I, I, they need to keep it on her for a while because yeah, she has so a lot of options open to her if, if and when her contract runs out. Why not yeah. keep her sweet? It's, yeah. a, it's a filler rivalry to get you to the bigger ones later on, essentially, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Sasha as well. I'm, I wouldn't be that interested in the match if Sasha wasn't in it. Like I said last week, she's been one of my stars of the year. And to me, if she, if she makes me come out of this match and go, that was good then she's definitely been one of the stars of the year for me. If James Ellsworth turns up, <sighs> oh, <I'm> are, we... <laughs> are you are you are you putting that in? <laughs> this isn't an official prediction. No, it's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say if he turns up, I'm never watching WWE again. Uh, <laughs> How many times have you said that before? To be fair, I've done pretty well since I said I wasn't going to watch it. I've only watched it a handful of times since. Did me telling. The fifth, fifth match on the cards are the two main championships now. Both of these are TLC matches because, yeah, WWE Championship, Drew Champion versus AJ Styles. Joe? They've only just given the belt back, and I don't think they've sort of built it long enough to seem worthwhile Styles winning it. I can see it being a cracker because McIntyre, bless him, he's going out there and giving it his best every week. Uh, yeah. Some other, Some people, maybe not so much, but... I feel like he he is carrying raw. I feel he feels like he's yeah. carrying raw on his yeah. own, and to be free sort of is. So he's going out there and and a hundred hundred percent into it. So I have a feeling, and Styles is is always sort of on in it. So yeah. I can see it being a cracking match, McIntyre winning, and then you know what's coming. Everyone's yeah. favorite. Everyone knows what's coming. Favorite anus. <laughs> um, money in <laughs> the going bank. You go for a rhyme now. Oh right, okay. What? I thought you were going to say Seamus. Oh, I thought no, you were no. doing the anus bill oh, to, no. to tie in. No. That's what I thought as well. Oh, no, no. Um, the Miz is going to come and throw his, his money in the bank. At it. It's going it's to it's gonna go down the wire. They're going to be through tables and all sorts of nonsense, isn't it? And then the Miz is going to come out and, and try and pin McIntyre after. Successfully? He... No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joe's weekly hate on the Miz. <laughs> It's just gone on too long. I don't see why he gets so much screen time. Just I like the Miz. I'm a fan. He, he's wrestling and stuff. He's fine. He's probably fine. He just, I don't see why he gets so much of it compared to other the, people. Yeah. The way he's been booked in the last year or so has been awful. But the guy has improved so much over the years. Like, if you compare the Miz now to where he was when he actually did headline Mania, he didn't deserve it then. It was shocking. Terrible. But now he he's one of the best promos there is. And he's serviceable in the ring. He can put on a good match with the right person. I'm not complaining about that. It's just that the amount of limelight they shine on him. Yeah. For someone who is holding the money in the bank because they didn't know what to do with without us. True. So Drew, Drew win. Drew win. And then he, and then he defeats. And then Lowly. Uh, Miz and Morrison come running in and he puts them both through a table. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a monster, isn't he? Or Seamus comes out and helps him. And yeah. then they high five. And then they jump in the air and it freeze frames and don't you forget about me by civil mind start playing. You've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
if that happens, I, I win the league for the year, yeah. right? Because that's <laughs> if Simple <laughs> Man shows up anywhere on the pay per view, you can win the whole. Jim Kerr is the cameraman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of forgot Money in the Bank was still going. Oh, they, mm. well, they, they, they wheel it so out long. every so often. They haven't come out with it because they broke the jumbotron thing. Then when he hoits it, no, sorry, yeah. what's, what's the word Good the kids use? A titantron. When he yeeted it, that's the word the kids oh, use. Yeah. yeah. Yes, granddad, it is yeet. <laughs> yes. Have you got John in this match? Um, very similar to Joe. Like it's going to be Drew. Wait, you're you're expecting it. simple minds to show up as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to say I'd forgotten entirely about the uh, money in the bank thing, so I hadn't really considered <laughs> any of that or simple minds for some reason. I think Drew's going to win and she's not been dealt with long enough and it's the only thing carrying Raw, as Joe said. It's the only thing I'm, ra- I'm ba- vaguely interested in. Butcher. Uh, Drew wins. Seamus comes out to celebrate. Drew eats a bro kick. Get the heel turn. Miz and Morrison come out. Miz cashes in and successfully. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that was fit. That, that's all I've got to say on the map. And, <laughs> and then Simple Minds. <laughs> Close out the show I, then. I really yeah. hope this happens. <laughs> Everyone it's like watching WWE again properly. Like it'd be better than AEW if Simple Minds. Yeah, if if, <laughs> yeah. If, if Raw suddenly started having eighties music themes all the time, that would be good. I'd be into that. Simple Minds, Aha, uh, <laughs> Spando Ballet, <laughs> Gold, Gold. It was like you were saying that, and then you realised that you'd said gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hall and yeah. Uh, her, her business could have Spandau Ballet as their uh, entrance music, because that'd be fantastic. They, they love a bit of gold trimming, don't they, on the mute costume? They do. Joe, Joe just popped out, and he, you're coming back now. Spandau Ballet are coming out. No. <laughs> you don't want a Spandau Ballet Simple Mind showdown. Oh, man. That would be, that would be ace. Jim yeah. Kerr against the guy that played with Craig, who's just... Yeah. You've got Aha as the special guest referee as well. All three of them are just Martin mm. Hackett. Welcome all to Joe's them. specialty round 80s song. Yeah. In pencil animation as well. Watch that. You know our 20 listeners are going to be disappointed if Simple Minds don't show up now. I doubt any of our 20 listeners know who Simple Minds are, to be honest. Um <laughs> I'd imagine if you're listening to us regularly, you've probably got a simple mind. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to be different. I'm going to go AJ Styles. Um, only because I was watching it and thinking, how can AJ not win? Because the TLC is no DQ and he's got like a seven foot ally. There's definitely going to be a spot, isn't there? AJ's going to stand on his shoulders to try and get the belt. Yeah. I hadn't thought of him. I hadn't considered him. Can I change things? Simple Minds aren't coming out. Almost is going to stop Simple Minds from coming out. (laughs) (laughs) They've been in quarantine for two weeks. (laughs) I'm going to go AJ, because I don't think people are expecting it. And he hasn't been a top champ for quite a while. There is an argument for AJ that we're approaching mania season and the ratings of Raw have been tanking. Vince likes to put that shit on whoever has been the champion in that time, doesn't he? Historically. Yeah. So will he want a title change to someone who he knows has history of 
being a good champion. Yeah, that's part of To put a downer on it. I, I just don't see how the match goes. Like, And AJ comes out looking good if he can't win when he's got Omos there. Maybe that's why they brought Sheamus into the story, to counteract yeah. Omos. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna throw AJ out there. Omos assists. It's one of those where, yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. There's lots of cogs involved. Justifiably. Is, I actually, as we've talked about it, even though we've been pissing about about Simple Minds. I'm not pissing about the, it. The more, the more we've talked about it, the more actually interested I've become in the match. There's a lot of cogs that could turn to, for different outcomes, isn't there, really? A bit interesting on that one. And the final match of the night is Universal Championship TLC. Roman Reigns champion versus Kevin Owens. So, uh, Joe? The, the building reigns as this monster, monster heel, um, which he is now. Like, I don't know how much further we can have him without like, kicking puppies to death or something. But Kevin Owens is doing his best, and I, I can see it going on and being an absolute barnstormer of a match. But Roman Reigns is going to win through fair means or foul. Yeah, he's not going to win. Ooh, although, Jey Uso comes out, like trying to help, and he gets away and fucks it up, and then he gets even more beatings next week. Are you talking yourself into a change again? Oh, see, this is the problem. I should stop thinking about things. You don't think, yeah. never think. No, I don't. Your heart, yeah. Don't, don't away think from about my thinking. Heart. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Reigns. As much as I'd like to see it on Kevin Owens, because he's been doing some sterling work on Talking Smack, especially. But just, just he's always good value for me, KO, isn't he? But Reigns with an assist from Jay, okay. even though he doesn't need it, and then he'll be just like, yeah, even more cruel than usual next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you help me, goddamn you! Smack through my chair, John. I really like Kevin Owens, but I, I can't see him taking the title off Reigns. He's just building him and building him. Is there a suggestion they're going to be going to get the Rock for WrestleMania? Is that a thing? But that was a thing. It is a thing. Uh, it's a theory. It's a theory. It's a nice idea, anyway. I just I can't see him picking it off him yet. Yeah. Um, but with yeah, Jay definitely coming for an assist, whether Roman wants it or not, and probably getting beating. Butcher. Yeah. Reigns. No one's taken the title off Reigns for a good, at least until Mania, but I'd say the whole year myself. It's, he's in for a long run. He's doing really well with it. It would be silly yeah. to take it yeah. off him now. I love KO. KO's one of my favourite wrestlers yeah. ever, but this isn't the time he wins the title. Reigns is doing well. I mean, on SmackDown this week, when he, what was quite interesting on this week's SmackDown was it was the first time we saw Heyman advise Roman and Roman heed it because he was ready to walk down to fight Kevin Owens in the ring. And he, I think he gave the belt to Heyman. And then Heyman was like, no, he wants you to do it now. You do it on your time. Let's go back. And he does. And he just leaves Jey Uso getting beaten. And then he beats the crap out of him backstage and does quite a terrifying little promo to uh, Kevin Owens' family. <laughs> yeah. children tell your daddy to, to stop otherwise um, there'll be no food on your table so I'm going to take him away so um, yeah I'm going to go Reigns as well uh, I'm assuming that everyone is leaving the head of their table seat free at Christmas dinner this year just in case <laughs> Roman Reigns finds out that you sat at the top of the table yeah new Christmas tradition I'm going to go Reigns as well Jey Uso getting involved as well what's interesting me talking about right now though going back to the, the Drew AJ match like in my head going into this, I put this match last in the car because I was like, it's Roman Reigns, it's going to main event. But like you said, with so many cogs in the AJ Drew match. I think the Drew one might. It, it depends what they want to do with the Drew. If if all those elements aren't getting involved, Reigns headlines. If you are going to get a potential cash-in or Sheamus turning, they headline, I think. If Sheamus turns, 
Oh, it's going to result in a cash in. That's going to happen. All the so that's that so that's going to headline all the social media stuff they've been posting is them two palling about being best of mates. You know it's going <laughs> to it's going to happen at some does, point. Isn't it? Does Seamus stab him with the family sword? Is the big question. <laughs> but he uses the giant chest that it came in to deflect the blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be good if uh, he highlanded him. I mean, they're setting fire to people this week, apparently. Why not have a decapitation as well? <laughs> Top off a great year. They can have the ghost, a hologram ghost of Freddie Mercury come out, and, uh, you know, who wants to live forever? It'd be great. This is, this is more Joe's sort of rock and wrestling cruise ship yeah. tour that I'm booking this, isn't it, really? I just realised. How does, how does Erasure fit into this pay-per-view? That's what I want to know. Tag team champs, mate. Oh, <laughs> Put a little oh, bit of respect on my name. That's their finisher, a little respect. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is something I'm going to be working on next week. Uh, 80s, we need to start uh, yeah, an e-fed of 80s bands. Yeah. Oh, man, Dexy's Midnight Runners, there's a stable. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to do their finisher, though. Come on. I'm not, no, you have, to, you have to do your own research on that one. Oh, oh I thought we were just talking about, come on, Eileen. Oh, you see you that's what I was thinking. Yes, that's the finisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, because it's rude. I thought you were talking about some sordid story <laughs> that we had to do research about. Well, that's where the title of that song came from. Does it? No. Oh. I don't know. I know nothing about Dex's Midnight Yeah, I, I can't tell what's real or not anymore. I'm surprised you've not mentioned um, Men Without Hats doing the safety dance, Joe. Well, technically, Men Without Hats... The song Hats came were... out in the 80s. I know, I know, but Men Without Hats would have a, a rolling... Um, There'd be too many people involved in it. For our listeners, that song is one of Joe's all-time I love Men Without It was also, it was Bernie's, Joe's sister's, Alice's wife, uh, song request at my wedding. Really? Yeah. Yeah, All the cool kids see the Joe bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) Did it get played? It it did. It it went down very well. It's a banging tune. You can't not like that song. (laughs) The other Men Without Hits songs... Not so much. Living in China gets very racist very quickly. Tune in tomorrow night for our eighties <laughs> music podcast. It's just where me we yelling talk at about racist songs. Sorry, I'll cut all this out. It's fine. Um, keep it. You can probably cut it out and form another podcast from it. To be honest, just me going on about eighties synth bands. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll um, <laughs> we'll curtail this. So, thank you for. Um, Listening to our predictions of, to be honest, this is sounding like the pay-per-view of the year now. We've got some matches, but amidst that, we've got some burning, a decapitation, some 80s bands appearing, a hologram of Freddie Mercury. No, that's it's... later on. Oh, but sorry. That's, that's further enough. into the rivalry, come on. <laughs> we've got to get the, the funds together for that. Permission from Brian May. Mm. So, yeah, he I may mean, not. I'm, I'm, cause He's not a big school. on permissions. No. Because we broke up for school, I'm gonna get uh, my lad's gonna watch it. He's gonna watch it live with me, and I don't think I'm just gonna be disappointed now when I'm watching it. No, no, <laughs> had I this said discussion. The, the... <laughs> Not for one moment do I think that this conversation is what's gonna make it disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> after the after the opening match, I can see it being a fairly solid pay per view based yeah, on. I can actually based on okay. what we've what we predicted before it got silly before the yeah. beer kicked in. Yeah, it will be. So um, this is our last proper pod before Christmas, so 
This is essentially cheers our Christmas party at this point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Cheers to uh, cheers to our listeners and hope you all have a good Christmas. Next week we won't be doing a normal pod and have a couple of weeks off and come back in the new year. But next week we've got a special quiz episode coming out. It is going to be interesting. I'll tell you that. But Joe wrote a fantastic quiz, and I hope you'll all enjoy it. So that'll be that'll be dropping next week. Uh, Just before Christmas. That Christmas. So something yeah. you can listen to on. Christmas Day while you're peeling. Your <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. It's it, it, it's it's just silly. It's just it, it's good. And if it's you like not time, about, not yeah. time sensitive, is it? So you can no, it's listen to it any, so listen listen to it any time. Oh, Enjoy. So uh, yeah, but no. Merry Christmas to uh, cheers. Merry you Christmas. are all cheers. I would say as we're cheersing, one of my wrestling highlights that we talked about last year has been starting this podcast. Oh, it's, uh, yes. it's, it's been lovely every week, hasn't it? I said it's a nice thing yep. to do, just have a sit down and a chat with people. That was us all drinking, that silent. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a good one.